Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast where today we are discussing season four, episode four, Love and Rocket. I'm Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by Alex Coons. Alex, how's it going? Hello, I'm doing well. We are in the midst of a double recording as usual, so be prepared for one anecdote-rich first episode and then extremely <laughs> abbreviated second episode. To the point, second episode, yeah. yeah. I would argue the second episode of The Pair is better, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like both. to discuss. I liked both. I mean, I think yes. both swing for some like emotional moments, which mm-hmm. both to some degree land. So yeah, yes. like two very solid episodes overall. Something I thought was funny was that the Xmas episode was por- terribly timed. Couldn't have been worse, but our Valentine's <laughs> episode perfectly timed. Yeah, I, I'm sure we talked about this in the past, but do you have any favorite like holiday episodes back when network TV used to do like, here's our Halloween episode, here's our Christmas episode? Yeah, I mean, I was always like pumped for Tree Hustle Horror to no one's surprise, mm-hmm. but I was always really excited about those. Friends has the famous Thanksgiving episodes. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, I was really big into Halloween Heist on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, I was never a Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine guy. Yeah, yeah, um, it's probably a better take. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I was never that pumped for Tree House of Horror. Like, I guess there was like more excitement than your, just your like average Simpsons episode, but I was like never actively looking forward to it. I like the cozy winter vibes of all of these shows when they do their Christmas episodes. Friends did a really good job yes. with that, too, of just like, you know, establishing shots of like snow in the city and all that kind of stuff. Everyone always wears um, like cozy clothes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Office had some good ones. True. Yes. Oh, yeah. They did a lot of different holiday ones. They would have like Christmas and Halloween. And I think they mm-hmm. had a couple of Valentine's ones. I think I, I know they did. They definitely yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, this one, unusual, I think, for a Valentine's episode, but it, they say it's the week before Valentine's, and this is coming out one week before Valentine's Day, so. Yeah, the the Monster Mash is really the only other yeah. Valentine's Day episode that <laughs> I can think of. You. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then on The Office, it's like Phyllis gets a ton of presents and stuff. And yeah. I don't think I've seen that episode. Yeah, and Pam is mad at Roy. Did I ever tell you about the online office, like, ORG that me and my friends were obsessed with in 10th grade this was like cross promotion with like new seasons airing but remember ryan's what's ryan's like online business that he starts wolf.com wolf yeah so it was like kind of connected to wolf it was like dunder mifflin something.com and you would log in and you could like it was you know like very early social media days and you could like form your own branch and like different people like assign roles within the branch and so like me and all my friends were like in the same branch together it's like oh jack, you know jack is the like office manager and ryan yeah. and my friend ryan <laughs> is this or that and like a very like built out online community gamification space dunder mifflin infinity maybe uh oh there was that too yeah dunder mifflin infinity was also a thing that ryan made yeah I dunder mifflin infinity website I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe it was called that. But yeah, there was this very detailed Thunder Mifflin experience. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's at your video doorbell? One deer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's I get notifications like multiple times a day of a deer walking past. <laughs> and it just totally disrupts the podcast flow of a deer is at the door. Uh, <laughs> mute all podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, seize your yeah. microphone no i'll just be like on a call it'll be like there's someone at your door <laughs> just a deer walking by very fun i have an electrician downstairs right now my brooklyn apartment 
that you could only run one appliance at a time in this kitchen that we pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for every month. And so there's now an electrician down there that is like putting in a outlet on a different circuit or whatever. Perfect. I was telling Lindsay, I either expect this to be like a 10 minute job or the guy would just like destroy the kitchen and be unable to complete it. And there's like no in between where it's like a reasonable, yeah, a reasonable there is no fix. fixing this. Yeah. You can't use any appliances at all now. Yeah. yeah. Alex, how was your week? It was pretty good. A friend of the or a beloved Xbox boss, Adam, gave me a call to chat. He nice. began the call by roasting me for my colors take, asking if, <laughs> if I was missing a part of my brain, I think was his exact language. That was how... a very surprising take. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm shocked that, you know, he was like, weren't you in preschool where you learned the primary colors? <laughs> Is that like something that you have just like you know, that you can just say whenever if like, quick, Lindsay, yes. what are the primary colors? I could not yes. do it. I can't do it right now. Red, yellow, blue. <laughs> yeah, I I would just name three random colors. <laughs> How do you have that lo locked in? Is it, did you just like commit it to memory or do you, it was like at the same time that we were learning like the ABCs, it was like, and also red and yellow okay. make orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like <laughs> the level of common sense it is for you it's like yeah. of course i know the alphabet of it's the course. alphabet like yellow and blue make green red and blue make purple yeah. that that was yeah. never locked in for me incredible wow <laughs> <laughs> so then i feel like because that becomes a thing where people then like find out about light and physics and it's like actually one of the primary colors is green and everyone's right. like what but for right. you it would have just been like oh, this is equally meaningless <laughs> oh, i would have been like yeah i've always known that because i've never known what they are and so i'm <laughs> like okay that's that just you know that must align with my previous knowledge wow incredible yeah yeah the other the other big news is that there's bagel drama in the neighborhood Ooh. where my my friend sent me this like two minute long TikTok that started with an image of the my favorite bagel shop in my neighborhood. And I was very I was like on my ed on the edge of my seat for this entire TikTok because I'm like, please don't let the owner of this shop be canceled in some horrible <laughs> way. Because so like I need uh, to keep going here. I, I well, I need to keep going here. And then also it would it's like I guess I should set up the bagel store is like the most uniquely New York experience. I feel like I have anywhere where it's like the owner is like legitimately just straight out of Seinfeld. He has like the <laughs> wildest energy. He is like just like frantically making bagels and managing the line. And it's like a super popular place. And the line is always out the door and he like knows everyone by name. And so he's like very iconically new york to me and i was just like terrified that that he had been canceled in some awful way <laughs> when i was sent this tiktok but it turned out he very sadly was closing the store because he couldn't make rent or whatever and so the headlines were that this beloved bagel place closes its doors on sunday only to mysteriously reopen on monday and Everyone like, or, you know, someone reached out to him and was like, hey, like, what's going on? We thought the store was closed. And the old owner, Peter, is like, yeah, I thought it was closed, too. I have no idea what's happening. I don't know why it's open. And so it's like this big mystery for uh, a couple of days of like, what is going on? And it turns out that the old owner closed up, you know, handed the keys over to the landlord, basically couldn't keep up with rent or was behind on rent or whatever. And the rival bagel place from down the street took over the store and just wanted to like slide in with nobody knowing. Whoa. And that place is terrible. That place makes awful bagels. What? And so just wanted to slide in with nobody knowing. And so just like, you know, Peter leaves on Sunday night and then just 
new store opens on Monday morning, like same employees, which I don't really blame the employees. I imagine it was like new guy comes and it's like, hey, do you want to keep your job? Keep your job. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, okay. But yeah, that was the bagel drama. And it's very sad now because it is quite a good bagel. And it's like, well, Peter probably wasn't the magic of the bagels. The the magic was probably like the equipment and the people making the bagels and all that. So it's like, it probably is going to still be good, but I have such loyalty to to Peter that I don't think I can, I don't think I can do it. I followed him on Twitter and, you know, he had, he had some tweets about the situation and, uh, and people were tweeting nice things at him. And so I tweeted like, oh my God, we'll miss you so much. And, you know, he, he responded, which was very nice. Now I'm friends with, yeah. friends with Peter on Twitter. Wow. Good for you. That <laughs> icon. I yeah. saw friend of the pod, Jeremy, this week. Mm-hmm. We went to music trivia on Wednesday night. Oh, music trivia. Oh my God, my nightmare. Yes, it was very hard. We fortunately, there were five of us there and across the five of us, we knew like a decent amount. Mm-hmm. I think we came in like fifth place or something. Yeah. Trivia is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was fine. It's um, it's very frustrating to, cons- to consider yourself smart and then like consistently get fourth to fifth place in trivia. Correct. Yes, I agree. Yes. Well, why don't we jump into this so we save some anecdotes for next time. But, okay. So this episode, the opening caption is when you see the robot drink. So quite a boozy drinking game, I would think. Mm-hmm. Or well hydrated. Or that. Yes, correct. And then boop corner. Boop, daddies. Yeah, I have a small child kicking in a wall. He like busts through the wall like Kool-Aid man style. <laughs> yes, this is from our beloved Van Buren boys, Van okay. Buren Studios, 1931's in a cartoon studio, which mm-hmm. I can't find anything about in terms of a description, but the entire seven minute short is available on YouTube. And oh, I wow. was watching it when mm-hmm. you arrived on the call and it was just <laughs> some like busty cat lady walking down, like mm-hmm. swaying her physique at a security guard trying to get into a cartoon studio and that's as far do you as think I the world is more or less horny i would say more i it might be equal it might the be same. just like yeah. humans are a base level of horny and like the way that they expressed it in 1931 was like here's a here's a seductive <laughs> here's a cat, cat. A and now cat. it's like <laughs> here's ai or like horrors yeah, what was that other thing I said to you last time? It was about like the tree. It was like a busty tree or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Well endowed, something. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so that's in a cartoon studio. Mm-hmm. And we open up the episode. There's a very pretty <laughs> sky, and Bender is screaming at the Planet Express ship's personality because it is a very conservative personality and doesn't believe <laughs> in pornography. Is this the first time that we were introduced to like the ship has a personality? It's like the yeah. monitor from Hal with the like. one red eyeball kind of thing yes definitely this i know we've been talking a lot lately about the overlap between futurama episodes and trios of horror episodes and this Mm -hmm. is very much that episode with pierce brosnan as the like robo house or whatever which i imagine was probably a similar timeline i feel like that popped up recently in news because as that as that trios of horror house is changing personalities matthew perry is one of the personalities i think that's probably True. his only simpsons guest star and so True. in all it's matthew like... perry news that was like the the clip that kept surfacing <laughs> yeah i just remember him going like could i be any more of a house or something yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah that's good let's see this is from trios of horror 12 so this mm-hmm. would have been i think probably like right before the one that we talked about last week mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, so again, like very contemporary with that. Should we talk about Jeremy's interesting feedback in regards to kind of like mid-level or mid-season Simpsons yeah, becoming yeah, worse, think... partly because like all of these other animation shows are poaching some of the writers? 
Yes, I think that is a good, this is a good time to talk about that. Because so Jeremy mentioned that a lot of the good writers from The Simpsons hopped over to Futurama around this time. And one of the things that I think is noteworthy in looking at the episodes that we have ahead, we have a couple of really tough ones in our future, but we also have a good string of solid episodes. Like I think both this one and the one we're going to talk about next, both very solid. And mm-hmm. then I would say the first one next week, tough one, and then a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I think like the current stage of Futurama that we're in is like certainly not golden age Simpsons, but it's also not season 13 Simpsons. It's like in this weird place where it's not actively bad and it's not actively amazing, but it's like all passable and good enough. And it does kind of feel like you can see, you can see the through line from golden age Simpsons to, uh, you know, mid-teen Simpsons and this is like the middle step of like the writers jumping to a new show and like the established team kind of breaking apart but them still kind of having a little bit of what used to make the magic yeah I'm just looking up what Jeremy had said and he sent a lengthy thing about the war at home and Bender having a flair for deathbed speeches in the anthology series Uh, he mentioned being team Diddy Kong racing so Mm -hmm. point for you on that one yes and then I think losing some of their best and weirdest nerdiest people of Futurama really watered down the Simpsons writing room. Their decline lines up very well with the emergence of Futurama, and then they start losing their new talent, a family guy, arrested development post one of their staff writers too with a producer job. Yeah, a good take. Sometimes I mourn those season four and five of arrested development. Oh, like I know. A, Same. a great loss. Yes. <laughs> such squandered potential. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I also sent you a screenshot saying that it was perfect timing that I discovered that this year there will be a Switch version of Thousand Year Door that will come out. Oh, so yes, of perfect course. Perfect timing of that. Yes. Yes. But anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> Leela's like, all right, if you guys can't get along, I'm going to have to change your opinions manually. And it seems like this is an ongoing feud between Bender and the Planet Express ship. Yes, right. They're definitely not getting along early in the episode before the personality. I guess just the voice, perhaps changes yeah. Uh, it seems that way yeah 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 so everyone gets new uniforms and this is because they need to look good if they want to impress romanticorp i love the the trip to the romanticorp offices mm-hmm. very reminiscent of the duff beer yes. tour and similarly the the box factory just mm-hmm. like the stacy tour yeah oh that's interesting that one doesn't stick out to me as uh as a super memorable one. What even happens on that one? I don't. There's I don't a clog remember. in the torso. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that one's more brief. the The Duff beer tour is very long, and the box factory of the the line around his office and yes. my boy's a box. All of that. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. True. It's a, a, quite a bit shorter. Yeah. The Duff beer one, I think, is probably the most reminiscent of this yeah. one. But uh, yeah, and this also happens in Milwaukee, the birthplace of beer goggles, <laughs> and therefore the most romantic city on earth. Yeah. Have you ever spent any time in the Midwest of the, of the United States? Yeah. Yes, I've been in very few states, actually. Really? I think New only York. like four. Yeah. New York, New Jersey, Florida, Maine, okay. and Washington. Okay. Five. And then yeah, I had a brief stopover in <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess there's there's your Midwest uh, thing here. Yeah. I have had lots of time in the Midwest. Lived in Chicago, went to school in Minnesota. And so a lot of my friends are from Wisconsin or uh, went to Madi- uh, went to University of Madison or University of Wisconsin in Madison um, for grad school. And so lots of like Milwaukee adjacent people. And I've never been there myself, but people seem to say, oh, yeah, it's nice. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, one of the things that's going to happen throughout this tour is that the professor is like, okay, we all need to pretend that we're really into <laughs> romance and we're not bitter husks of human beings who long ago abandoned hope of finding hope in this lifetime. So Leela, yeah. you're going to have to do some acting. <laughs> Yeah, it starts prodding Lilo with like an, an electric rod as she is being too mm -hmm. cynical. And CFO have been <laughs> sharing the adventure of managing romantic horror and also marriage for the last 30 years. And Lilo's like, ugh. And then she's like, oh, sorry. Like, that's so sweet. Yeah. We learned that the like adorable stuffed bears that so is dark. part of the romantic horror product. It's actually cheaper to genetically engineer real ones. And so they mm -hmm. like raise these adorable bears from, uh, from babies only to eventually stuff them with a fire retardant lung. Love. Yes, fire retardant love fluff. Yes. Yeah. They're just like frolicking around in the lovey forest until their first <laughs> birthday. And they're so cute and it's so whimsical. And then yeah. they, the cutest ones get sent to the bear quote hospital. <laughs> and everyone's like looking on in horror. And Amy's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Yes, yeah, so we also see some pickup line technology, which <laughs> seems to be a reference to that, like the monkey experiment where they're like, do you like the cloth monkey or the wire monkey? Or oh my God, what is this? So there was an experiment in psychology where it was like, if you have a, they basically like took baby monkeys from their mothers and they were like, look, it turns out that the baby monkey is <laughs> like the one that is like cuddly and doesn't feed them, I think, compared to like a wire one that does feed them. So it's like supposed to showcase like the importance of snuggles. Comfort and <laughs> snuggles. That's a, that's an interesting experiment. I uh, highly frowned upon because of the taking baby monkeys from their mothers. But... Yeah. And exposing them to wire, like yeah, sharp so, wires. Yes. I saw a recent tweet that made me laugh, which was if I were part of the Stanford prison experiment, I think I would have won. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny uh, of what side of that experiment are you on? Or did you win as a prisoner? Which uh, uh, are both funny outcomes. Very good. Very good. Yes, and then the options here between the two boyfriends in the pickup line <laughs> technology. One says, are you an angel because you've got nice cans? And the other <laughs> says, my two favorite things are commitment and changing myself. Yeah. Classic. And then they reach the heart of the corporation, pun intended, and it's the candy hearts, and that's what they are there to collect. Yes, so the hearts being made out of earwig honey and bone meal. Which is... I thought the bone meal thing is funny because now, right now it's like everything should be made of bones and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> it's sweet, sweet bone broth and all that bullshit. So I feel yeah. like now. Is that a like, thing? Yes. Is that a fad? People are into Drinking bone bones. broth. Yeah. It's like a big thing right now. Uh, I'm not, I'm going against the grain. I'm not into bone broth. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it's not for me either, but definitely a thing that I keep hearing about. It's like, look at how healthy bone broth. But yeah, so maybe candy what's hearts your, are about to have an emergence. What's your take on candy hearts? Are you disgusted by them and their chalky texture? They're definitely chalky and not good. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be like, ugh, horrifying, but yeah. definitely like chalky is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, we're going to Denver for like a week and a half on Tuesday. And so we are in like, let's not buy grocery mode. Mm -hmm. And so we're just like, you know, ordering out for if we need a real meal or just like scavenging like, oh, well, we have like bread and peanut butter and like a little bit of deli meat. But one of the one of the sad snack items that isn't super appealing, but it's there. And so I will just like sadly snack on them as I'm hungry as we I don't know where where it even came from. I We have this giant bag of sour sweet tarts. But yeah, it's just a sad roll of like hundreds. <laughs> or it's like this bag of hundreds of sweet tarts that Neither me nor Laura really want, but it's there, and we have no food in the house otherwise, and so. I'm just going to eat this, like, chalky sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, but this is going to lead to Fry's sort of quest of the episode. It's his plot where he can't really express himself, but he's sure that these 
conversation hearts will have the right words somewhere on them. And I think there's only like 10 phrases. So I don't know. I feel like I just need to be eating all of these, but. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's like looking for a misprint of something yeah. different on it. I guess I'm. So this episode is good and the Fry and Leela stuff is nice. And, you know, it and it has some sweet moments in it that I think are very earned. I do think that I'm like growing a little bit tired of. Fry's a doofus, but he's sweet and he'll mm-hmm. do something to sweet, sweet for Leela at the end of the episode. And like that just kind of repeating infinitely. It's it's weird where it's like. It's doing the thing where no progression can happen in these animated shows, but Mm -hmm. also they want it to seem like progression is happening and progression does eventually happen. But yeah, it just feels like we've been in the same place for many, many seasons. Yeah, we've seen a ton of these where they have like a nice moment at the end because Fry did something cute. And then it's like, oh, yeah, like they kissed on the Titanic or like Mm -hmm. here they're going to just like hold hands at the end. It's very cute or like the holophone or a thing or any of that. And every single time, it's just like a complete reset to zero. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, what about the like, history you have? And I agree. I'm, I'm finding that a little bit tiresome. Yeah. And I guess I'll be interested to see where they actually make a decision to advance this relationship. I'm guessing it's just like on series finales, reboots, like, you know, it's like hard to walk back. Oh, we got together at the end of this series finale and now we've rebooted <laughs> the show. And I guess we like can't walk back that like right. momentous decision that happened. So that's how I would guess that they do it. But yeah, curious to see if they eventually start to make progress through all of these like finally episodes. Yeah. There's a very dark moment at the end of this scene where one of the love bears gets away and is being chased by like two safari hunter guys. <laughs> and he's like giggling, running along, and the professor just like cattle prods him. <laughs> Brutal. So they get the contract and that means that they can make upgrades to the ship and they are like <laughs> mandated upgrades, including they taped up the cracks in the dark ra- dark matter reactor. They got a cage for the lion and they have improved the personality of the ship. Yeah, I love the cage for the lion. There's just like yes. in the ceiling of the of the ship, there's now just the cage and like a lion's paw comes swinging through it. <laughs> Just batting at Fry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so we very quickly get Bender's arguing with the ship about changing the radio station. And then it looks, as you said, like they don't really change the personality so much as the voice just goes from Matthew Perry to Pierce Brosnan kind of thing to, <laughs> to Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I didn't realize that. Uh, was, was she the voice actress on this? She was, yes. The voice of the ship. And she has like a little wow. giggle here. And Bender is very quickly going to be like, OK, I'm into you. <laughs> yeah. I, I did not clock that at all. Did they say Sigourney Weaver in the episode or no? No, just I looked yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Love Sigourney Weaver. Yes. Another credit to her long and storied career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're going to deliver these candy hearts. They have to drop them off somewhere. And Fry's like, all right, before we do that, I'm going to find the one that sums up my feelings. And then uh, the ship has like a weird bump thing. And that's where we find out that Bender is dating the ship. Yes. Uh, they're like Bender and the ship's interface are like down in the like guts of the ship and Bender is like tickling her just helping me zip up my turbine etc et <laughs> yes it's messing up my trajectory and it's the first time in the episode where Fry is going to say like what happened why did we have that bump like did we hit a space cow and that will come mm-hmm. up again 
Oh, interesting. I, I like that Leela scolds them of dating your coworker and primary mode of transportation is illegal. <laughs> and the vendor says that's what makes it so nasty. Uh-huh, yes. Uh, similarly, I like when Fry says, are you an item? I know you're both items. But it would be like yeah. you're living inside my girlfriend. Yeah. And then there's a bicycle built for two montage where they're just doing all these wholesome things and mm-hmm. vendor singing bicycle built for two in the background and they're like dancing and having a picnic and stuff and then we just cut immediately to bender going like well i'm sick of her yeah <laughs> he's gonna resume dating cheap floozies on the side yes yes and they say try and let her down easy since we also have to work together but he's just like nah i'm just gonna go back to like hooking up with other women yeah i guess in character of bender a very it's a very funny uh, like smash cut to, to bender saying well i'm done with her well i'm sick of her yeah they're like yeah. you just started dating he's like eh. um <laughs> Yeah, so then he's at Elzar's and is with two women there. And they say, what's it like being the lawyer to the mayor's office and also the world's strongest millionaire? And he says, well, <laughs> first of all, you need to be honest all the time. I love Elzar is very restrained in this. He says he comes up to the table and says, talks to Bender and then says to your lady friends, may I say, damn, <laughs> very, very calmly. <laughs> yes. Um, and the then we cut to the window and the Planet Express ship is looking in the window, seeing what's going on. Yes, I really thought that Planet Express ship was going to like revenge sleep with Fry because she <laughs> comes to Fry's Bender and Fry's apartment like in the middle of the night at Fry's mm-hmm. window and Fry's like all sleepy. I, I really thought she was going to seduce him, but it does not go that way. <laughs> yes, it does not go that way. In fact, it's going to go just in the direction of she's now very clingy and is going to ask if he's home. And then like two minutes later, you'd be like, has he home now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They do a good job, I find, of giving her a face like the way that they sort of like get close in and it's like oh the red stripe is like her mouth and like Mm -hmm. the windshield is her eyes yeah that is a very good call where she does feel like suddenly you start seeing her as a character as opposed Mm -hmm. to you know every episode of futurama that you've seen before it just being a a ship with no personality kind of the end of the episode as well when they're like inside the motherboard or whatever and she's chasing Mm -hmm. bender bender around it's also very good there we're very personified yes i agreed and so they go on a date to the Central Park Zoo now with more goats. Have you been to the mm-hmm. Central Park Zoo, Alex? I've been by it. Uh, I think it's uh, maybe it's free. I don't know. It's like in a weird part. It's in the southeast corner of Central Park where mm. I think I was probably there when I, I moved to New York in 2016, the summer of Pokemon Go. And oh, yes. this corner of the park was like the like number one global hotspot for Pokemon Go activities. <laughs> it was that. like yeah. insane. It was, you know, like probably a thousand people all just kind of like milling around and that's very close to the central park zoo and so i think that that is probably my closest encounter with it yes that makes jumping sense. over the barriers to catch a car- charizard or whatever right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some of the animals that they have extreme l cowler mummies they ask what is your favorite nocturnal rat they see some <laughs> tapers <laughs> it's a uh, mountain dew presents extreme l <laughs> <laughs> i did not catch that that's good yeah. Yes, and the ship is going to accuse Bender of looking at other women, and he's like, no, of course not, but like his eyes are still sticking out from when yeah. he was ogling people, and then this is where she's going to confront him about the women that he was with at Elzar's. Yeah, he says those were his accountants, and she immediately folds of, uh, mm-hmm. I dearly love to believe that were true, and so I do. Yes, and so she leaves, and then Lucy Liu inside Bender is like, who are you talking to? And he's very like, nice callback. Baby. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> good callback. Did not think of it at all, where it's like, now we're dating, and mm-hmm. no mention of that for the last four episodes. But it says on Wikipedia that 
she did her lines during the I Dated a Robot mm-hmm. production. And they were just like, here, they sa- it says the staff had her record six generic lines at the intent that at least one of them would be used as a throwaway <laughs> joke in a future episode. Wow. Um, thinking ahead. That's amazing. Yep. Should we do that? Should we record six lines <laughs> for future jokes right now? And I'll just like put them in in the future. I'll never remember mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I am bad at improv. I have no lines. Um, <laughs> <It's> fine. Leela <laughs> is now having like some girl talk with the ship. And she, the ship is like, oh, Bender's acting pretty weird. Maybe he's going to propose. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. completely off. But quickly, uh, Jeremy, if you want to send in random lines for joke insertion mm-hmm. at, uh, at any point, uh, that seems like that's on little pace alley. Yes, agreed. Um, yes. And so Lila's like, I'm not saying Bender's not great, but have you ever considered that maybe he's not that great? <laughs> yeah. I have the, the robot... Uh, or the ship tells Lila, uh, nobody loves you because you're tiny and made of meat. Yes, um, yes. And then she crashes into an asteroid and Lila's like, could you please pay attention to what you're doing? Yeah. So. I do love the kind of like the, there are nice vibes here of like Lila's eating ice cream. I don't know if and it's in this scene or in a later scene. <laughs> but later, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, like good girl talk vibes. Yes, yes, definitely. I had the same thing noted for it's, yeah, for the second round of girl talk. This one, she's just like piloting along and yeah. uh, crashing into an asteroid, but... So they arrive at Omicron Persei 8, and they're delivering the candy hearts. And Couple iconic the... lines here in this scene of yes. very good showing from Lur. Yes, agreed. So Lur says, this is Earth's most foolish program. Why does Ross, the largest friend, not simply eat the other five? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps they're saving that for sweeps. Mm-hmm. Yes, and our beloved and truly iconic Futurama wiki, <laughs> when they come in and interrupt his viewing... To say that there are visitors from Earth, he says, well, this was a Joey-heavy episode anyway. Quote, from the way Lur sounds when he says this, <laughs> that the episode was focusing mainly on Joey. It is possible that his least favorite character is Joey. Wow. What? At, real empaths over there. They're really uh, picking up what Lur is putting down. Uh-huh. Yes, I screwed up the quote, so don't quote me on it being a quote. But that was the gist. <laughs> Let me see. What is this? Love and Rocket. Futurama. Let's see when this episode aired. February 20 or 2002. Oh, this is the Rachel's pregnant season. Oh, there is a lot of Joey in that season. Yeah, maybe a little bit after when they do the home, Joey falls in love with Rachel after the pregnancy. So let's see. February. So January, the one with the secret closet. Don't remember it. The one with the birthing video. The one where Joey tells Rachel from February Mm. 28th. That's probably after after this episode. The one where That's Joey true. dates Rachel from January 10th. It was probably that episode. So. Probably. Yeah. We'll one with the secret closet. I don't remember it having a lot of Joey. It's more of a Monica and Chandler mm, episode. Oh, yes, of course. The one where Joey dates Rachel, directed by David Schwimmer. So wow. maybe there's some of Ross, the largest of the friends. Why doesn't he <laughs> yeah. simply direct the other friends? <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. Good research there. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've always really liked that. Like, why does Rothbard's friend not simply eat the other five? Very Iconic. good. Very good. Yep. 25 um, million viewers of these Friends episodes in, wow. uh, in this season. That's, wow, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> One of whom was me, for sure. Oh, yeah, me too. Yep. So, all right. So they're offering 20 billion candy hearts as proof that Earth loves you this much. But then <laughs> Lur hates them and says these are chalky and unpleasant. And then yes. they get thrown off by the fact that it says, I love you instead of love. This concept of love confuses and infuriates us. <laughs> yeah, what is this emotion you humans call love? Yes, surely it says love. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So they immediately start shooting at them for giving this terrible gift and confusing them with the concept of love. And... 
Bender chooses this moment to dump the ship. <laughs> yeah. Did you, growing up, did you have, like, was Valentine's Day the little, like, Valentine's cards that you would buy, mm -hmm. like, you know, 50 of, like, oh, this is, like, the Toy Story Valentine's cards. We're going to, like, give them to all yes. of our classmates. Did that, did that happen with you? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Probably up until grade, like, maybe even grade five or something. I mm -hmm. feel like we did this for a while, but it was like yeah. you had to give one to everyone. Any traumatic moments, any memorable moments? I don't think I really have much. Like, no, I feel like I took it very seriously in terms of making sure that like the kids I liked less, like I was like, oh, I hate that kid. I would give him like a worse one. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say you take it very seriously of not Ralph Wiggaming it and like not letting the losers go without go without cards but you you perpetuated that problem of like screw you you're the worst card <laughs> so you had to give one to everyone to right. avoid the ralph wiggaming but yeah. I, yeah I think i took it seriously in terms of like this one is very explicitly saying just like have a good one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i acknowledge you as a human yeah exactly versus like the ones that are like you're the best i was like well yeah. i'll give this one to like my best friend <laughs> yeah i feel like it's equivalent drama to the yearbook signing of mm, yes. uh, hags versus like hags. oh my god i can't believe all the memories we made every time i hear hags like i've heard it on several podcasts since you and i talked about it of people being like oh remember hags and i'm like yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be quite regional some people know and some people don't yeah Hackab. I think I've talked about how have a kick-ass birthday. I'd forgotten about that one. Hackab. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the spaceship is just like allows them to get hit because she's so impacted by the breakup. And then she's just like spinning through space, very damaged. Uh, but Leela says like there is no permanent damage. And she says, what about my feelings? Yes. And the ship is devastated, but Bender is just like singing along and Fry very astutely says like, I'm pretty sure you could have picked a better time. Yeah. Bender is like gleefully says, I like a dump to be as memorable as, as it is devastating. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then this is where we get the very cozy girl talk with Leela on the ship. Mm -hmm. And yeah, good lighting. They have a uh, candle light there. Leela's in her jammies. She's eating ice cream. So I think this mm -hmm. is very well done. Very cozy. I mean, I Something that's interesting is when your characters wear the same clothes every single episode, you have like such power when you can get them to change clothes where it's like so noticeable and like such a vibe shift. I feel like Sim you get that in Simpsons where they wear their winter gear. It's like yes. it's such a cue of like it is cold and something different is happening. And yep. it's yeah. Maggie dressed like it. a star. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfection. Yes. And so... Leela says, based on her mutual breakup with Sean, that was totally mutual. Happiness can only come from within you. And the ship's like, but Bender is within me. Yeah, very problematic for the ship, uh, Bender living inside of her. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so Leela says, well, you can't change men anymore than you can change the laws of time and space. And that makes the ship freak out and start flying toward a quasar. <laughs> quasar, yeah, it gives the 2001, I'm afraid I can't do that, Leela. So yeah, ship very quickly goes into like full psychopath mode. Yes, yes, exactly. And this is where Fry comes back because there's another bump and he runs in and says, what happened? Space cow? <laughs> you love the space cows. I did not pick up on any space cow discussion. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, so she's saying basically like if they fly into this quasar, then it'll smush Bender and me together into a beautiful eternal quantum singularity. And Bender just panics and he's like, oh, no, I love you. Yeah, I feel like doing stuff to you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And she's going to pull the classic, classic woman move of saying, if you really want to be with me, you'll merge your programming with me. So, yeah. Classic. 
so, so needy. <laughs> so needy, honestly. Afterward, all the passion went out of their relationship. Yeah. So. She begins to attack everyone, turns off the oxygen so Bender and her can be alone and everyone else starts to pass out, changes the gravity and the candy hearts start to go everywhere. I thought the, the animation on the candy hearts going everywhere was like very detailed. It really mm-hmm. seemed like there was like... 3D models happening there of like the hearts flying through the the interior of the ship. Yes. And the way that they all come out of the barrels, I think looks really cool. And then mm-hmm. sort of the vibe of like Homer floating through the ruffles, but like, yes, better. <laughs> <laughs> the way they're just hanging there, I think works really well. And it mm-hmm. adds a cool color palette to everything. So yeah, th- this scene that they get into of like Leela, like overriding the memory of the ship or like restarting the memory of the ship is again from 2001 I think and just like this red room with the candies floating around yes very Mm -hmm. very good atmosphere the whole time yes yeah they at one point they run into the shower and they say this is the only place where she can't hear us and it's gonna zoom in (laughs) on their lips and everyone's like oh if only I could read lips like we get that joke so often in these shows (laughs) I thought you said you could read lips yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that that is I've seen 2001, but not for a very long time. And I think that that is, again, a, a scene straight out from straight out of 2001, where the Hal is, is gone like full psycho mode. The astronauts are like trying to talk without Hal listening in. I think they're like outside the ship and we see Hal reading their lips and it's like, oh, no, right. he, he knows what's going on. Right. Yeah. And she can't. So, yeah. so Bender is going to merge his programming with her as, as a distraction while Leela shuts her down. And Bender's like, oh, but like, it's super risky. I'm very meek. What if her personality takes over mine? And the Bender, <laughs> yeah. you know, and love will be gone. And Leela's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Very like abstract here. Are they like when they're merging personalities, they're like in her motherboard. And it's just like mm-hmm. the essence of Bender and the essence of the ship like yep. chasing after each other. Yes. And Bender's running away and she's like, let's become one. And then Bender says, I prefer to. That way we can still be a horse for Halloween. Yeah, it's very funny. I love that line. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's his top priority. <laughs> um, and so Fry and Leela are floating around through the candy, as we discussed. Everything's like a pop top. Yes. Can, basically. <laughs> yeah. And Fry's like trying to clear away the candy to help Leela, but he's just like examining them individually and then eating them. <laughs> yeah. Um, has to take off his oxygen every time he eats them, too. Yes, yes. And she, yeah, Leela's like, oh, I'm halfway there. The ship should be getting a little bit less rational and it cuts inside. And she's like, me want engulf bender. <laughs> has fangs now. I really like Leela's delivery as she's popping the tops where she goes, oh my gosh, I want free admission to Six Flags. Just one more reason we must survive this. Yeah. Did you ever like submit the tops of cereal boxes or enter any of these free giveaways? I don't think so. Definitely we had periods of time where you'd get like a bottle and you could take like peel out the thing from inside the cap and you would sometimes win Mm. like free Mountain Dew or whatever but no I was never like a submitter of things I was very into like you get a free CD-ROM inside your cereal box sure yeah the um perhaps the most influential free giveaway of all time was the Pizza Hut PlayStation demo disc that they send you that had Tony Hawk Pro Skater on it yeah it also had Medieval which was a game that like on these demo discs, you got like 30 minutes of playtime and me and my neighbor would just like try to speed run medieval to try to get as far as possible, <laughs> which was a very solid memory. But yeah, that Tony Ox pro skater, freaking Jared like bought a skateboard and would like skateboard down down our neighborhood hill, and, <laughs> you know, at such an influential experience. Cam also not a gamer and extremely into Tony Hawk pro skaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much like skateboarding. So yeah, across did he have head. a did he have a skateboard? Yes, he was quite good. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything that I know about Cam, this is very surprising. <laughs> no, he's surprisingly <laughs> a surprisingly Athletic. gifted athlete. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
So Leela's oxygen is critically low and Fry notices and tries to tell her and she's like, oh my God, Fry, like give it up. I'll read your candy later when we're not dead. And so he just unscrews his oxygen and gives it to her. Yeah, I kind of expected a little bit more of like, I expected some sort of twist in this saving of Leela to have to do with the candy hearts, like this whole plot line of, oh, there must be some perfect candy heart. I thought that that was going to somehow save Leela. And the idea of just like, let her use my oxygen was a little bit anticlimactic to me. <laughs> yes, uh, especially because it seems like he's not unconscious because he wasn't getting any oxygen. It seems like he's unconscious because he was choking on a candy heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so there's something there. But anyway, it's a very nice gesture. And Leela manages to finish the sequence, stops the ship before she overtakes Bender, and then notices that Fry is unconscious, and she, like, pummels his chest, and a candy heart comes out of his windpipe, and it says, you leave me breathless. Yes, very much Char uh, Charlie and Lost when he gets hung up by the others, and then Jack has to come save him, and Kate is crying. And <laughs> are, are you familiar with the scene? I don't remember any of this, but I did watch all of Lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a very dramatic moment. It's in the episode, all the best cowboys have daddy issues. Uh, and, all uh, the best daddies have cowboy issues. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they really make you think they killed off Charlie. And I think that there was like discussions of whether they should do it or not. But they like cut to commercial with Charlie dead and then like kind of lamely come back from commercial and then just like instantly revive him. And they like pilot tested killing off Charlie. <laughs> Yeah. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> Wrapping up Bender's story, Bender like comes out of all of this just with the like, what crazy thing am I going to date next? Which is yeah. a nice way to wrap up that story. Yeah, it's very good. And it, there's like a hint that he has a little bit of her personality still because your first impulse was like a cuddly taper or whatever. But and then it ends with they dump out all of the hearts into the quasar. And there's a Zoidberg voiceover where he says, a wondrous <laughs> thing happened. Why not? And it vaporized into a mystical love radiation, destroying many, many planets. <laughs> but Earth was the perfect distance away to see it, but not be destroyed. I love this. I, I was kind of underwhelmed with the you leave me breathless candy heart reveal. But this whole sequence with like Zoidberg narrating it is very nice. The animation is very nice with the like reddish pinkish radiation, the mm -hmm. montage of like all the planets experiencing this this romance. And then yeah, Fry and Leela standing like on the balcony holding hands and Zoidberg <laughs> butting in at the end. Yes, very cute. So yeah, it's good stuff. Who won this episode, Alex? Winners. I, Leela, none of them die. So. They express yeah. their emotions. Yeah, um, probably Fry. I mean, like we know that these things always reset at the end of the episode, but like he found the right words. He didn't die. Mm -hmm. He did something cute. Good. Yeah. It's a win. Loser is Bender was in like mortal peril for a while, but ends <laughs> up okay. And like unfazed. So maybe not mm -hmm. him. The ship Planet itself. Express personality. <laughs> yeah. What? So what's the end state of the ship's personality? Does it, is it destroyed? Well, it seems that way. Cause they were like, I'm going to shut down her personality. Sure. Yeah. So. So I think that counts as death, therefore. Death rule. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let's see. So I'm just looking at the references here from Futurama Wiki or the regular Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Ending sequence with the Quasar is a reference to the ending sequence of 2010, the year we make contact in which Jupiter explodes and everyone around the world gazes at the new sun in the sky. I have never heard of that. Interesting. I think citation I have... needed. <laughs> yeah, citation needed. I I remember. I think we own the DVD of 2010. I don't remember the subtitle. The year that we made contact, but it was like it was like a misfire from me. I think where it was like, oh, I know that my dad loves 2001, and so I was gonna get. I got him 20 the sequel 2010, which I think is like nobody cares about and it's awful. But yeah, I did not know that Jupiter explodes at the end of it. <laughs> Apparently that bicycle boat for two song is actually called Daisy Bell. And it says mm. Daisy Bell was the earliest memory by the HAL 9000. 
sung in 2001 by Hal while he's being, de- being deactivated. So. Wow. Deep cut. That is, that is a nice little reference. Yeah. All right. They're watching Friends, Joey Heavy episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. I just looked up. It was bugging me that I couldn't give more information about this Dunder Mifflin Infinity game. And so I looked up Dunder Mifflin Infinity online game. And so, yes, it says... Fans joined one of dozens of Dunder Mifflin branches offices scattered throughout the country, always set in medium-sized cities similar to those using the real show, each led by a regional manager. Due to overwhelming demand, initial small number of branches was greatly expanded, and eventually virtual Dunder Mifflin branches could be found found worldwide. So yeah, it must have been like, you know, me and my friends in high school joined like the Denver Dunder Mifflin branch and like eventually worked our way up to being like the <laughs> branch manager. And we were like very invested in this. I have very distinct memories of going to my high school's library and logging onto their computers to look at Dunder Mifflin online. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, I had no idea about this. Mm-hmm. Something I certainly would have been interested in. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess there's no point in me asking you what Leela's homeworld is about next week because you've already watched it. <laughs> yes. I definitely would have guessed that we would go to Leela's homeworld. I would not have <laughs> guessed that this was a sewer episode, even though there was, you know, brief memories of Leela actually being from the sewers. But I would have guessed that, yeah, this was a Planet of the Week episode. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, Alex, how can people get in touch with us? And also, I think you said we have an email. Yeah. We got an email from Jonathan, who is emailed us before the subject of the email was one of the two which makes me believe that jonathan was one of the two people that followed us on twitter oh. so that is uh <laughs> that's very nice uh, twitter's still up and running we i don't think we got any new followers but i wasn't that threatening in the last episode of threatening mm-hmm. to delete it and so we'll, we'll, let, we'll let that week slide this week though it's yes, getting deleted week. destroyed forever <laughs> <laughs> Side note, we may have received some new listeners this week. So we had a big like oh, yeah, uh, sure. spike in download. So if anyone is new, welcome. And we had uh, like a 10x us. spike in download for no yeah. perceivable reason other than Lindsay maybe plugging us on Toupin Birdie. Pod. Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah, if you're from over there, I would like to know that. Yeah, pot of tomorrow at gmail.com. Write it. Yeah, if you were a listener that downloaded a po- the podcast on last Wednesday, yes. how, how did you find us? Because like... <laughs> massive massive spike and then yeah at pot of tomorrow on twitter slash x follow us there fight back the bots yes maybe start liking the bot uh, the the bots don't post anything but if they ever do and go tell everyone to go like the bots post (laughs) yes and you can go listen to uh bojack horse pod for tuca and birdie content we're wrapping up season three as we speak episodes are being released weekly so very exciting Uh, yeah so with that join us next week for leela's homeworld Bye.